Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about what does it mean to be in a time of pandemic during Lent. And then for the rest of the hour, we'll be joined by some friends from Christians Against Poverty. You're listening to The Common Good. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins, along with Brian Fromm. If you want to find us, which is only digital, obviously, at this point, you can go to Facebook, The Common Good Radio Show. That's where we post all of our articles, even articles we don't talk about. You can send us a message. You can make suggestions. We really do mean it. This show for us is uh, hopefully a service to you. Hopefully, it blesses you in some way. And so if you have suggestions or ideas, uh, we are most certainly open to all of that. Plus, you can subscribe to the podcast. And we know that people in particular right now are looking for podcast suggestions. So if you wouldn't mind writing a little review or sharing it with a friend or a stranger, maybe just punch in a number at random and say, hey, <laughs> happy coronavirus. Here is a podcast. Um, I think that could really, I don't, I, yeah, I think that could be a really good marketing strategy. Anyway, um, here's an angle that I want to I take, given that we're both pastors and we, are, I imagine, are thinking to some degree about, church calendar stuff. And because this right. is, you know, a global experience that in some weird ways is sort of unifying all of us. I don't know that unifying is quite the, quite the right word, but it's something that everyone is experiencing kind of together, which is sort of unprecedented. But I want to talk about um, coronavirus in a season of Lent. And yeah. Relevant Magazine had a, a, a really fascinating article about that in particular, but I would love to know just first off, how, how have you been navigating all this and has that in any way uh, made you think about teaching differently or the season of Lent differently or, or any of that? So if I'm honest, I, I think it's kind of made me, this is going to sound bad as a pastor, it's maybe kind of forget about the season of Lent, like, right? Mm. Like everything, everything right now is just about this pandemic going on and trying to navigate it that actually I hadn't given much thought to let. Now I've given lots of thought to Easter and Good Friday and what's mm. that going to look like and... um. But I love the first line of this article. It just says, I wasn't expecting to give this much up for Lent. <laughs> yeah, and, that, was a, that was an Andy Crouch tweet. Oh, was it really? Yeah. And uh, it is wild. I would love your thoughts on this because it is wild that, that all of this pandemic is happening. Uh, it's going to overtake Easter now, it looks like, but, but that it's leading in this season of Lent up to Easter. It really adds uh, a lot of texture and context to Lent overall. Yeah, no kidding. I, I just wanted to read part of this article because this writer uh, quotes uh, Habakkuk three seventeen to 18, which reads, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. And this writer says, Note that the author does not write that they will rejoice in the Lord because things are going well, nor do they state that they rejoice in the Lord because the things that they're going uh, without are things that they are choosing to give up. No, the things that are happening to the author, failure for the fruit tree to blossom, which means no fruit, no production of fruit in vineyards, no olives or oil, no crops or livestock, basically a scenario in which all provisions have been stripped away, leaving the author without control and desolate, have not brought the author to despair. Read that again. Every single comfort and provision on which the author depended for survival was snatched away, not deliberately given up for a time, knowing that the return of these necessities would uh, were just an easy decision away, but were violently wrenched away one after the other. The author did not choose to complain, nor berate the God whom had promised to supply all of the needs of his children. 
nor make a spectacle of themselves showcasing their misery, nor choose to do anything other than rejoice in God, knowing that in him lies salvation. I just thought, what a, what a beautiful, fascinating yes. perspective. I mean, not just during this season where we're all experiencing this pandemic, but also especially during the season of Lent. I, I find that to be easier said than done at times. And I imagine a lot of people listening maybe feel the same weight of that. Um, but gosh, I got to be honest, I was moved and convicted by, by this particular article. Absolutely. Earlier in the article, uh, this line just jumped off the page to me. It says, fear is now the currency of our culture, but it does not have to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really putting a finger on, you know, a lot of us, you know, you go on Facebook and you're like, oh, you're, you're talking about just being stuck in your house and this, and that, but there, there is just this underlying fear and anxiety that I think, I, I really appreciate that free phrase that it's become the currency of our culture mm. uh, that, that this gets at. And Lent itself, you know, is, is supposed to bring us back to some of those feelings of despair and reliance on God. And uh, I do think, uh, you know, we can easily in our culture be lulled to sleep that everything's within our control Every, you know, we've got, and then you turn on the TV now and you're like, oh my goodness. And, and it right. raises this fear and this anxiety because things feel out of control. Yeah. And that line right there, fear is the currency of our culture, but it doesn't have to be. And then he launches into that Habakkuk section, uh, I think is really so timely because a lot of people, ourselves included, are going to probably increasingly battle this, this idea of fear as this still continues to play out. Yeah, I think what's fascinating to me is how the church has responded in the midst of all this. And my good friend Warren Anderson wrote this brilliant blog about being careful not to see this through an opportunistic lens. You know, now we got to, oh, now it's time to capitalize on this. But we are also in a very unique season where like people are more desperate than ever for some kind of lasting peace, right? Something firm to hold on to, some kind of certainty or security or, or even just uh, strength of some kind, not just like physical strength, but like, where am I, where can I put all of these anxious thoughts and all this emotion? And I, I, I don't know if this is true or not. This isn't really a prediction, but my, my guess is uh, we'll look back on these weeks and months as a time where it peeled back all the veneer and all the pseudo security and the illusion yeah. of control Christians and non-Christians alike and brought us to a new level of like real true dependence, not just that like dependence that we, you know, like slip into a sermon or that we, you know, needle stitch on a pillow, but like real life, like golly, without you, Lord, without your provision, your strength, your power, um, not really any of this makes any sense. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's true or if you sense that same kind of trajectory over the next couple of weeks. I, I think so. I don't see how we don't take that trajectory. And um, yeah, it's, it's this, uh, just this sense of, uh, of uneasiness that things are out of our control. Uh, and that just breathe, breeds in all of us a sense of fear. Uh, and the, the article ends by saying, regardless of what happens, we can trust that he remains in control. And I think you and I said this yesterday, that is one of those things that we've all known. Like we all, we all say that in church. Uh, but how many of us have ever really had a time in our life where things felt out of control? Right. And uh, to have that collectively, we all have it at individual times, but to have that collectively as a culture, both the church culture and just society as a whole, 
I think it's going to have a last, I'm hoping it has a lasting effect on all of us. Like I'm hoping the churches and us as individuals come out of this Lord willing, just different, right? Different people and forever changed. And I think that's one of those ways to be that we've now experienced something collectively that reminds us we're ultimately not in control, even if most of the time it feels like we are. Right. Exactly. And I think too, that that's a great point because a lot of what I hear people saying uh, or reading at least is that, I mean, I can't, I can't wait till we can get back to normal. Right. I I like, I kind of want to caution Christians and churches to be careful about what normal it is that we seek to return to. Like there were Mm -hmm. probably things about our quote unquote normal that we're not the most in line with what it means to be a, a person of faith, to be a Jesus follower. And I'm wondering, I'm hoping prayerfully, expectantly even, that amidst all the chaos and all the concern, which is totally legitimate, and all of yep. that is very, very real, I hope that we at least give pause and evaluate, okay, when we are given the opportunity to return to normal, let's actually assess what kind of normal we want to return to. That's and right. Let whatever all of this has done to strip away what it, what it needs to strip away in us, both as individuals and as leaders and as churches. And uh, personally, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty expectant that, that that's going to be something beautiful. I don't know how it can't be that. So I, I am as well. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Well, coming up next for the rest of the hour, we're going to be joined by our friends from Christians Against Poverty, an incredible organization coming right here to Chicagoland that's going to do some incredible work in the weeks and months ahead. You're not going to miss it. That's coming up next here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey everyone, it's Ian Simpkins here. And I remember the first time that I actually learned about Thriving Financial. I was pastoring a church in Bartlett and me and two other pastors had this dream, this idea to better care for the marriages in our communities. And so we started to dream up this conference idea. What if we actually hosted a local conference to pour into marriages and couples in our churches, in our neighborhoods, in our communities and Thriving Financial kind of came alongside and not only like made the conference possible, but they were actually interested in partnering with us as churches, as pastors, to help people not only be wise with money, but to live more generously, which was always a value that I had and always struggled to find organizations that actually wanted to help our churches do that. And so that's actually kind of the beginning of what's been a really beautiful journey and relationship with Thrive and to actually be wise with money, to live generously, and to help other people do the same. And so if that interests you, I'd encourage you to go to Thrivent.com to learn more. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins along with Brian Fromm. You can find us on Facebook, The Common Good Radio Show, 1160hope.com slash The Common Good, on Twitter at Common Good Talk, and wherever it is you get podcasts. If you wouldn't mind, a little subscribe, rate, review does really help us out a whole lot and uh, maybe even sharing the podcast with a friend. And I'm excited to be joined all hour and a whole bunch in the next hour as well with our friends at Christians Against Poverty. And Christians Against Poverty is passionate about releasing people in our nation from a life sentence of debt, poverty, and its causes. And so we are thrilled to have on the line right now, Nicola Robinson, who is the VP of Fundraising and Marketing. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having us. It was great to be with you yesterday. Yeah. Just so delighted to be here today. So thank you. It's our pleasure. Can you just let us know a little bit uh, about what you do specifically with CAP? 
Yep, certainly. So as um, listeners will have heard yesterday, Christians Against Poverty, we're about equipping local churches with effective poverty relieving tools and empowering them to share the good news of the gospel. Um, We partner with churches to help open debt help centres, enabling churches to offer professional credit counselling to their community, free of charge to those in crisis debt and in real need. And we handle all of the professional credit counselling at our head office, freeing up the church to holistically support people every step of the way. So a CAP debt centre team based within a local church will go out on visits to visit people in their own homes to bring the debt help service from CAP, but also to offer prayer to every client, to share their own stories of coming to faith and also to invite people to church. And we see many, many people coming to faith in Jesus. And so my role is very much um, uh, equipping churches. So I'm talking to a lot of church leaders, to pastors, um, to help support them on their journey to working with us. Um, And I'm also very much involved in the marketing, the communications, our graphic design, the website, um, and also connecting with potential donors to give them the opportunity to get involved. So it's a varied role and just excited to be involved with what God is doing. Yeah, Nicola, I'm curious, having talked to you, I know this is more than a job for you. It's much more of a passion. Where does your passion for CAP come from? Why are you passionate about it? For me, it's it's about evangelism. I am a been passionate about evangelism from when I first became a Christian at 16 and Jesus transformed my life. Um, And yet I wasn't necessarily an upfront evangelistic person and I wasn't necessarily seeing people come to faith. And so when my church were looking for opportunities to reach our neighborhood um, 15 years ago, we heard about Christians Against Poverty and I was working as a graphic designer, so didn't have any background in finance, um, debt help at all, but just heard this vision and it was so compelling of how we'd be able to reach people in desperate need in our community with a solution to their debts through professional credit counselling, but also to be able to pray with them and share the gospel. Um, And so on that journey, I became the debt centre manager and just had the great privilege of walking alongside families in their real darkest hour and providing this solution, but also seeing them come to faith in Jesus and see their lives completely transformed. Mm -hmm. So for me, it is all about the sharing the good news of what Jesus has done in my life and how he can impact the lives of others. And it's just been a joy to see what God has done over the years. That's remarkable. We Just a little while ago, Brian and I were talking about uh, coronavirus in the time of Lent, and we know that in the midst of this pandemic, a lot of people are really freaking out about uh, all things financial, really. I'm wondering, um, what role do you see Christians Against Poverty playing in this really unique uh, cultural moment we're all experiencing together? Yeah, when we, I mean, just seeing the news today and the unemployment um, statistics is just, yeah, devastating. And just to think about those families that are facing that and facing those challenges, we really believe that, um, yeah, God has brought us here for such a time as this, as Simon shared yesterday. Um, you know, we, we launched CAP over here last just last May, and so we're just getting started. But to be here at this crucial time, to be able to equip churches to reach out into their community with professional credit counselling, we know that many families um, over these next few months may have to rely on, on credit to get through. Um, and yet there will be a, a stage where that becomes unmanageable and they're really going to need that professional help. So for us to be here to equip local churches um, and to really offer a solution, I think is just going to be, yeah, all, all God's timing. 
Um, so we're, we're glad to be here. Obviously, the circumstances at the moment are yeah changing all the time. And as we watch the news ourselves and see what's happening, it is devastating to see and what's go up, going on. But we just hope that we can play a small part in really helping people. Hmm. Help uh, help our listeners understand that as individuals out there, they might be going, you know what, I, I would like yeah. to be a part of that. How can they help? What is the best way? How can they get in contact with you? Yep. So head to our website, which is capamerica.org to find out more. If they would like to get involved and support our work financially, um, we would just love for them to get involved and help in that way. Um, so just $30 per month would put a family through CAP's debt help system and give them the opportunity to know Jesus. Um, $60, I said pounds, sorry. I've been here again. <laughs> it takes me a while. <laughs> I can't shake off years of saying pounds. $60 per month will help two families. Um, $100 per month would enable them to become a vision sponsor to um, see us open more debt centers around the Chicagoland area. So to get involved, you just need to telephone our number, which is 888 888- Four 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 nine one eight five, or go on to cap eleven sixty dot com. That's eight 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 four 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 nine one eight five, and that's cap eleven sixty dot com. I also want to mention too, if you're like a business owner or you purchase marketing for your business, uh, you can become a business benefactor. So for a donation of a thousand dollars, you'll receive twenty five one minute advertisements on AM eleven sixty. So to receive this special business benefactor option. You can call our GM, Jeff Reisman at 847-472-8921. That's 847-472-8921. And Nicola, I'm just curious, you said something at the very beginning that I found so fascinating was that um, you see this as an evangelistic effort. Can you talk a little bit more about that piece specifically and, and why maybe people don't necessarily typically think of what you do as evangelistic and why maybe they should? Yeah, so 90% of the families and individuals that we support are not Christians, they're, they're from perhaps no faith or other faith, but yet they, they reach out to be helped. And because we're called Christians Against Poverty, we're very upfront about our faith. And from the very beginning, even in that first phone call to CAP, we will say that our team will offer to pray for them. Obviously, if they don't want prayer, we're absolutely respectful. So anyone from any faith can access our help. But we're really upfront about our faith and the fact that we think it's, it's good news. And so on each of those visits in clients' homes, we will be not only tackling the debt situation, but also talking around wider emotional needs, wider faith needs. Where are they at? Have they got that emotional support? Would they like to come along to a church service? Would they like to be prayed for? Um, and God turns up when we pray for people. You know, I've been in client homes where, where people have had no faith at all. And they've said that when I pray, they just saw this immense light go on in the room and, and they couldn't understand what was happening. But, you know, I think that God really likes to show up and make himself known to people that have never experienced him. And when we pray, um, I think God does that, which is exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting. And Brian and I were just talking at the beginning of the hour too that we think in a lot of ways this pandemic is going to be the thing uh, that opens a lot of people's eyes and moves them to full trust in Jesus. And I think what what you're doing at Christians Against Poverty, I think is a massive component of of that movement of people um, not just getting their finance under under, but, but really coming face to face with their maker in a really powerful way. So we would love to invite all of our Common Good audience to join us in this. You can call 888-444-9185. That's 
888-789-9185 or go to cap1160.com. That's cap1160.com and be a part of this journey right here in Chicago. I cannot encourage you enough. And coming up next, Nicola, who told me that I'm allowed to call her Nick. And <laughs> stick around for the rest of the hour here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins along with Brian Fromm. You can find us on Facebook, The Common Good Radio Show, 1160hope.com slash The Common Good or wherever it is you get your podcast. And I'm thrilled that we're joined all hour and a whole bunch next hour with Christians Against Poverty. This is a ministry and an effort right here in Chicagoland that I cannot encourage our listeners enough to get on board. I think this is such a timely, important ministry that is going to impact and change not only individuals' lives, but neighborhoods and churches and communities. And they come alongside the local church and they're passionate about releasing people in our nation from a life sentence of debt, poverty, and its causes, which I think is such, such an important evangelistic tool. And we're joined by Nicola Robinson, who's the VP of Fundraising and Marketing. And Nicola, people probably picked up on your British accent by now. I'm wondering, can you tell a little bit of the story of how you got involved in launching here in Chicagoland? Yes. Well, I was working at Cap's head office in the summer of 2018, and I heard that we were launching in America, and I was really excited. Um, yeah, just passionate to see God's work expanded across the nations. And um, yeah, the opportunity to um, join the team, Simon Wills was coming over to be the exec director, was advertised. And my initial response was, no way, I absolutely cannot uproot my husband, my two kids, and move to America. That's too big a deal, God. And so for a couple of weeks, I wrestled with it, but God really laid it on my heart. And so me and my husband prayed about it and really felt that this was what God was asking us to do. And so I applied for the role. I was then offered the role. Um, and then we just set off on this journey. And um, I'd like to say it was easy and, you know, we found it straightforward, but it has been difficult. Um, we applied for visas. We sold our home. Um, and just sharing that news with our friends and family that we were going to be moving to America, although they were excited that we were going to be seeing Cap, like Cap's work expanded, they were also really sad that we were going to be leaving. And so that was a very emotional time of, of kind of grief, really, of laying everything down, but also inflicting pain on people that we loved. Um, but God was God was faithful in that time, and um, yeah. And then last last March, we had we were in a position. Me and my husband, we'd sold our house. Um, Simon Simon had sold his house, and yet we still didn't have those visas. And so there were many days on our knees, just praying that God would bring those visas through. We'd um, given up our key roles at Cat's Head Office in the UK, um, and so we just had, had laid it all down, and yet still hadn't hadn't able to go. Um, but praise God, those visas came through last March and we quickly um, packed everything up and headed over here um, and God has just opened doors for us so he's provided you know houses to rent for us a school for my son a, a preschool for my daughter and we just feel that God has each day has provided all that we need and it's just yeah all glory to God really mm. and uh, you talked to us about uh, Kevin Palau, could you introduce him as uh, and what role he plays at CAP? Yes. So Kevin Palau is just an amazing guy. Um, he is the um, obviously the son of Louis Palau, the famous evangelist. And also Kevin is the president of the Louis Palau Association. And he has known about CAP 
for many years. He's been connected when he comes over to the UK. He is connected with us. He's been on a tour of our head office. And when we shared that we were going to be bringing Cap to America, he was really keen to get involved and help us. So he has come on board as our chair of the board, um, as trustees. Um, he's given us so much support and advice and connecting us with churches and individuals. And it's just been a real joy to work with him and just to um, learn from him, but also just to see his passion and heart for evangelism, but also for CAP and what we're doing. And so I think he's going to be sharing a little bit about CAP now. I'd love you to hear it in his words. So Christians Against Poverty is really helping local churches, local congregations in their neighborhoods be the hands and feet of Jesus. And in this case, all of us know people that are struggling with debt. Mm. Some of our some of the listeners, I'm sure, are saying, that's me. If we can see them <laughs> raising their hand and waving, it's like, yeah. I'm in trouble. My yeah. marriage is in trouble. I, I don't feel I can support my kids. Uh, my life is consumed with fear and anxiety because mm-hmm. I am in debt. I don't know how I'm going to make it. There are tens and hundreds of thousands of people in any major city, certainly in the Chicagoland area, that struggle with debt. And so to have an organization like Christians Against Poverty that's helping every local church possible discover how they can be the direct answer to those prayers. Mm. And basically what, what CAP does is, is develop churches into debt centers that don't just come alongside and kind of pat someone on the back and say, hey, God bless you, you should have a budget, or just kind of talk at them. Right. It's basically going into people's homes and holding their hand and walking them through an entire journey of getting out of debt mm. and actually ask, acting as a, 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 a credit counseling and directly engaging on behalf of the person with their creditors. Mm. So in some cases, that, that's what takes it to me way beyond, hey, here's a workbook. I'll help you do a budget. Mm. Hey, that's a good step. Yeah. But when you can have someone that's saying, like, you will actually, on my behalf, deal with my creditors, and you're doing this absolutely for free, and it's the yeah. local church that's doing it. Wow. So the, the way that, that the gospel comes in is you're talking about individual people that will, will kind of hear on the radio or hear in some way an ad that, that makes it clear, like, this is a totally free service. Yeah going to help you get out of debt. And they and then they realize someone from this local church is coming to visit me in my home, discovering what my situation is, and then advocating on my behalf. That's great. That's a powerful uh, position for the church to be in. And it leads to gospel conversations because there's an intentionality about yeah. that. It's not just, well, you know, maybe randomly the gospel <laughs> might come up. The whole point of CAP is we want your church to be a beacon of hope for your community. We want people that are struggling to not even just say like, I can come get a bag of groceries. Yeah. I can, you know, we, we're in a sense, it's like teaching a person how to fish. It's like, we're going to get you out of debt. It may mm. take a year or two, but we are going to work with you and your life is going to change. And so to be at caps offices in Bradford, in the UK, a very challenging place and to go in and see hundreds of staff. This is a big operation in the UK with a lot of credibility and and every day there are people there's this, there's this whole little visual of people's names going up on this kind of big board that mm-hmm. that their life has changed because they've gotten 100% out of debt wow so that it's a powerful you know even a biblical kind of analogy of like your debts being forgiven mm-hmm. you know, there there's something biblical about the freedom and i think uh for the local church a way to be a very, very clear beacon of hope, helping people get out of debt, their lives are going to change, and coupling that with the gospel. Yeah. As you can see, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. 
Well, that was one powerful story. Would you tell them again, Nicola, just how, how our listeners can get involved wherever they're at, whatever they're doing? What, what are some ways that people can step up and be involved in this? Yeah, we would love for you to get involved. Check out our website, that's capamerica.org. And also, if you're in a position to be able to give and support others, we would love you to join us and become what we call a life changer. And these life changers are people who give regularly to our work and they do what they say. They are life changers. So you can give $30 a month and that will put a desperate family through Cap's debt help system and give them the opportunity to know Jesus $60 per month will help two families and $100 per month would make you a vision sponsor, helping us to expand um, our work across the Chicagoland area, opening new debt centers. And we'd love you to join us by becoming a life changer. And I would encourage you again, that number is 888-444-9185. That's 888-444-9185. Or you can visit cap1160.com. And I cannot encourage you enough to join us in this journey of changing lives, of freeing people from a life sentence of debt and poverty and all the things that causes. I think this is the time. This is such an important ministry for the space and time that we're occupying right now. And coming up next, uh, Nicola Robinson, VP of Fundraising and Marketing of Christians Against Poverty is going to stick around for another segment. We're going to talk more about uh, Christians Against Poverty's mission and some of her involvement in that. That's coming up next here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. This is Kevin Palau with the Luis Palau Association urging you to make a life-changing difference in the Chicagoland area by supporting Christians Against Poverty. You can call 888-444-9185. That's 888-444-9185 to make a huge difference in changing people's lives practically and spiritually across the Chicagoland area. You can give online at cap1160.com. That's C-A-P-1160.com. Get involved today in changing lives in the Chicagoland area by supporting CAP. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins, along with Brian Fromm. You can find us on Facebook at The Common Good Radio Show. That's where we post all of our articles and our stories. You can interact with us there, send us messages. You can also find the show at 1160hope.com slash The Common Good. And wherever it is you get podcasts, if you wouldn't mind, subscribing, rating, and reviewing does all somehow help us out. And you can share the podcast with a friend, especially now when I know a lot of people are looking for podcasts and podcast recommendations. And we are thrilled to be partnering with Christians Against Poverty, just to give you a taste of what they're about. They are passionate about releasing people in our nation from a life sentence of debt, poverty, and its causes. And the way they do it is they're coming alongside local churches. So this really is a local church partnership ministry. And it's something that I think in this current moment is so important, is so needed. We are such at a space as a nation, as a world, where these kinds of conversations are absolutely Paramount. And so we're joined by Nicola Robinson, VP of Fundraising and Marketing. And uh, Nicola, I'm wondering, can you just share some stories, some of, I don't know, maybe your favorite client stories over the years that really kind of encapsulate some of what CAP does? Yes, I'd love to share with you Lucy's story. So when I first met Lucy, she had been through a divorce. Um, she'd become a single parent on her own. 
and the the finances had gotten out of control. She'd spiraled into debt. This had then brought on significant depression. She had become unable to function really. And when I first met her, she was in tears on that first visit. And I could see from um, just the room we were in that the, the housework had got too much for her. She'd been unable to take care of her home and she had a young daughter. And I could just see that the weight of the debt had driven her to this place of complete despair. And um, we sat with her on that first visit. We explained how CAP could help. And we also offered to pray with her. We asked her to gather together all of her paperwork. And um, yeah, we, we went away and came back the following week and went through all of that paperwork with her, just taking down all of her income, all of her expenditure and looking at the debt situation. We, we prayed with her again on that visit and we shared about our own story. I shared my own testimony of coming to faith in Jesus and we prayed and just and left her with some information um, about God. And then on the third visit, we went back and we presented the solution. Now, the solution was that she was going to be able to get debt free within two years if she went down a debt plan, which was just paying each month um, to pay off her own debt. So she did it all herself. She worked with us faithfully for the next couple of years. But during that time, I was really able to build a friendship with her. And so we would go out for coffee. I would call around to visit her. And then one day she, she finally said, I need some help with the house. And I said, yeah, can we help you? And she said, yeah, I'm desperate. It's just gotten out of control. I can't get back on top of it. So I said, can I get some friends from church to come around and help clean the house? And she just was very emotional and said, can you please? And so one weekend we had a team from the church. We all turned up with our um, cleaning products and, and just got really stuck into cleaning the house from top to bottom. And it really got, had got to a state of, yeah, it was almost uninhabitable, really, the home. But we really... Um, transformed it and we transformed that that house back into a home and she was joining in she um yeah really energized her that she was getting some help um so it was a really great positive weekend where she saw her home transformed and was just so grateful that the local church had been able to help her in that way her and her daughter then started coming along to some events that we had at church. We had some women's kind of social evenings that she came along to where we had cake and, and she really enjoyed them. And she started to ask questions about faith, about Jesus. She started coming along to church. And then over time, she gave her life to Jesus. She was completely transformed. Wow. Um, she um, worked in a school and she was offering to pray for all of her workmates, telling them what God had done in her life. She was baptized. Um, she became part of my Bible study group, wow. just um, a faithful follower of Jesus who was asking so many amazing questions about God, about the Bible. Um, yeah, she was ahead of me. In some, I was thinking, oh, I've not thought that before when she was looking at and grappling with some questions of faith in the Bible. And it was just a joy and a privilege to see her come from that point of real darkness of no hope but to have her life transformed by Jesus and the local church just playing our small part so it's you know Kat was a gift to our church to be able to share in that journey with her but just wonderful to see that life transformed uh, I love that is such an inspiring picture if someone's out there listening they're a pastor they're a leader in a church can you paint even more of a picture of what does it mean for a church to come alongside what are you looking for from churches who want to partner with CAP? Yeah, we're looking for, for churches that are passionate about their community. And since we've come to America, there's definitely no churches 
short of that. I've um, seen so many amazing churches passionate about community and passionate about reaching those in poverty and helping them practically, but also passionate about sharing the gospel. You need a small team of people to get involved, somebody to become a debt centre manager, to work two days a week, whether that's paid or volunteer, and a team of people to come alongside them to go out on visits with them, to pray and to support the clients by becoming friends. We think it's really about including people in the life of the community of the church and really being friends to them and being the hands and feet of Jesus. I think that is an incredible structure and methodology because so often I think sometimes churches get skittish about, you know, other ministries and what are they going to do to our city and their community and to come alongside the local church, you know, Pastor Brian and I are pastors in the Chicagoland area. Brian, I'd love to give you a chance. Would you just speak to our audience a little bit about why you think this is important for people to get involved? Yeah, I think it's it's really important because like uh, Nicola said, uh, so many of us, uh, when we go into debt, it's not just about money. It's about your own mental health starts to take and, and it affects everything. And, and the church needs to be able to step in there. Nicola, isn't that right? It, wouldn't you link debt with mental health issues as well? Yes. So we found out that 43% of the clients that we help have visited a doctor due to debt. And that's the, the mental health because of the debt situation. Um, we find that 35% had considered or attempted suicide. Wow. And really, I just see that it's an attack of the enemy where he's just really attacking people that are in a, a point of desperation and, and they're unable to continue life as normal, unable to function. And so they're seeking help, they're seeking medication mm. um, because of the debt situation. I think that's remarkable. Can you tell our audience one more time where they can go to get involved? Yep. You just need to phone our team on 888-444-9185. That's 888-444-9185. And it's cap1160.com. And just $30 per month will put a family in desperate need through CAP's debt help system and give them the opportunity to become a part of the local church and find Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And $60 a month will help two families. And if you want to become a vision sponsor and help us to open more debt centers across the Chicagoland area, a gift of $100 or more a month will make you a vision sponsor. So that's 888-444-9185, cap1160.com. And I also want to mention something very special. If you're a business owner or you purchase marketing for your business, you can support Christians Against Poverty as a business benefactor. So for your donation of $1,000, you'll receive 25 one-minute advertisements on AM 1160, which is a lot. To receive this special business benefactor option, you can call RGM, that's Jeff Reisman, at 847-472-8921. That's 847-472-8921. Nicola, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a real joy to be with you. Thank you. Likewise, it's our pleasure. Well, coming up in the second hour, we're going to talk a little bit more about the coronavirus, a prayer event happening right here in Chicago. And then we'll be joined by Executive Director of Christians Against Poverty, Simon Wills. You're not going to miss it. That's all coming up next here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life.
Hey everyone, it's Ian Simpkins here. And after I had this experience with Thrivent where we were able to host this marriage conference with two other churches in the area, uh, my interest was kind of piqued with regards to what kind of organization this was. And it was really fascinating because they approached me, who was pastoring a church in Bartlett, and they said, we actually provide these free workshops for people that want to be wise with money and live generously. And so they sent me this link, and it was all these different topics, questions that people in my church actually were asking. And so it was remarkable. They hosted this workshop uh, a number of times in the coming months for people in our church to do just that, to to be wise with money and to live generously. And that's kind of how this relationship began, because there was this no strings attached kind of mentality. It was just their heart to give back, to partner with pastors and churches to help people uh, live generously, to be wise with money and live generously. And that was kind of the continuation of my relationship with them. And so if you're interested in learning more, I can't encourage you enough to head to Thrivent.com today. Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about a prayer event that's happening tonight right here in Chicagoland. Plus, we're joined by some friends from Christians Against Poverty. You're listening to The Common Good. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins, along with Brian Fromm. We know times are crazy right now. I just want to say... We love you guys. We're praying for you, and we would love to interact with you. You can find us on Facebook at the Common Good Radio Show. That's where we post all of our articles. You can send us a message with ideas or suggestions or honestly, even just how we can pray for you. You can also go to 1160hope.com slash the common good or at common good talk on Twitter. Plus, wherever it is, you get podcasts. I know a lot of people right now are looking for podcast recommendations. So maybe, maybe an act of spiritual kindness to us would be to just hit a share button there, send it to a friend or a neighbor or a coworker or a total stranger, pick a number at random <laughs> and that podcast on over with no explanation and maybe you'll make a new friend. But I, uh, I just mentioned there's a prayer event happening tonight, 8 PM and uh, it's called a pray, a praying city. And I'm, I don't know if you've caught wind of this, Brian, or did you get one of the emails or did you, I did. You did. Yep. So yep. this, this is a, a massive, like ecumenical unity movement that's being coordinated by a bunch of really, really great people. And um, I I think it's going to be the kind of thing that we look back on years from now as a pretty defining moment uh, Mm. in our city for our churches. It's really kind of being spearheaded by Dr. Charlie Dates of Progressive Baptist Church in Chicago. And uh, you can go to aprayingcity.com to learn more. But I wanted to share just a little bit from uh, Pastor Pastor Dates, who's kind of issuing a charge for all of us to raise up and join in prayer tonight at 8 p.m. So here is Dr. Dates. Chicago, my name is Charlie Dates, and I'm inviting you to join me, along with a collection of other pastors and Christians, to pray this Thursday. If ever there were a time to pray, now's the time. Everybody's calling for courage in crisis. But I think you'd agree with me, we need Christ in crisis. And the Bible tells us, That when the people of God pray fervently and with expectation, God hears from heaven and he answers our call. That's what Elijah found out. He found out that the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous accomplish much. I hope you'll join me this Thursday as we pray together for our city. So I hear that and I think, yeah, this this is the right thing for us to be doing as a city. And uh, I think particularly given that everyone's sort of digital right now, it's pretty unique that we all get to kind of participate in this thing together. And I think, uh, you know, all week, Brian and I have been talking about 
the importance of prayer, the significance of prayer. And I found this article over at Christianity Today. It says, in Italy, I've rediscovered the power of three types of prayer. What's, what's going on there? Yeah, you, we all know Italy has been so hard hit by COVID-19. Uh, and the article of Christianity Today begins, the COVID-19 pandemic has changed how Italian Christians pray and live their faith uh, amid a nation reeling from 7,500 deaths. Uh, and so it says, in this season of exile, during lockdown, no longer able to gather on Sundays or in home groups, social gatherings, travel, weddings, whatever else, uh, the author writes, in this season of exile has helped us discover three facets of prayer we often neglect in times of abundance. And so it's, again, it's why we're gathering together to pray tonight virtually. And, and this author is saying, you know, in this time, here's some things. So let's run through. It's just a list of three. Let me give you the first one. And it's quite frankly, one you talk about all the time. Number one is prayers of lament. Uh, it says Psalms of lament often felt hyperbolic a month ago. For example, Asaph's complaint that God has made his people, quote, drink tears by the bowlful could seem overdramatic. David's cry to God of how long will you hide your face from me was distant feeling. But as humanity struggles to contain fear and anxiety provoking pandemic, lament feels newly relevant to all of us. Uh, Further down, it says, if lament felt foreign to most Italians a month ago, Pastors have found eerie echoes of biblical stories in what is currently taking place in our country. The language of lament may prove to be one of the bittersweet lessons Christians learn from this crisis. It can help believers unlearn a spirituality of the center and learn a spirituality of the margins. Prayers of lament. Yes, I think uh, you're right. I do talk about it maybe too much, but uh, I think it is a really, really remarkable time. Also, we've had Aubrey Sampson on the show before. She wrote a book called The Louder Song. If you're ever interested in learning more about lament, I can't recommend that book enough. The second prayer they mentioned are prayers of intercession. I was just writing a message today on intercession in particular. Uh, author says, never have I spent so much of my time in prayer interceding for others. I'm ashamed to confess that. In the past, I've often told people, I'll pray for you, but then I forgot to do it. That's probably something a lot of us can relate to. But now that the virus ravages Italy, I have been moved by images of overworked doctors and people lying in makeshift hospitals. A member of our church fell gravely sick. The emergency room turned him away because it is feeling so many cases of the new coronavirus. I can't meet or lay hands on him due to the current nationwide lockdown, but I have been praying for his recovery. As a church, we have prayed for doctors, created a common fund to help those in economic need, and fasted for our country. The coronavirus crisis has united Italian evangelicals who observed a national day of prayer this past Sunday. Pentecostals, Reformed, Wesleyan, Baptists, Congregationalists, and others met at the feet of the Lord, united by the Holy Spirit. That, to me, is such a beautiful image there. And she goes on to say, In the Promised Land, Israel understood itself as a collection of tribes, but in, uh, but in exile as one nation. So does Italy. The crisis is bringing churches and tribes together to pray as one body for our country. Mm, that's great. Number three. Uh, prayers of silence. Hmm. However, the news is so bleak and the suffering so global these days that we can feel overwhelmed in prayer. How can my prayers possibly meet this moment? Our honest response may be, Lord, I'm dumbfounded. I don't know what to say. When I watched army trucks driving corpses to be cremated because there's no longer space in cemeteries in parts of Italy, I was speechless. Hmm. But to wait upon the Lord is valid. To put our wordless trust in him is a legitimate prayer. When Paul writes about our present weakness and suffering, he adds, we do not know what we ought to pray, 
but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. The author says, when this pandemic will be defeated, many will resonate, many will resonate with the sense of relief of Psalm 126 and the joy of Psalm 150. But alongside celebrations, we'll be wise to remember the prayers we uttered in this time of sickness. May this pandemic humble our hearts and teach us prayers of the weak, the concerned, and the speechless. This is a learning of prayers uh, from a founding pastor of a church in Rome in Italy where they're getting hit so hard by COVID-19. Yeah, and I think that last one is so important to the idea that the Spirit of God intercedes on our behalf. I can't tell you how many times as a pastor over the years someone has asked for prayer, and when you ask them, well, what, what can I pray about? You know, they'll just say, I don't know. I don't, I'm at a loss uh, or I'd, I've lost track. Uh, I've run out of words. Like the fact that God meets us in all of those emotions and all of those feelings when we come before God and say, honestly, I don't even know what to pray right now. Like that to me, the idea that God's spirit intercedes, even if you're listening right now and you're thinking, man, I've had a pit in my stomach for days I'm not sleeping well, yeah. I feel jittery or apathetic or scared or angry. Like we get to bring all of that to God. And I think that's what I love about the rawness of the Bible. It's not just sort of this glossy sort of sanitized superheroes of the faith. It's like people with real struggle and doubt and heartache and anger at times, sometimes even directly at God. And so I, we, we posted this article on the Facebook page, and I hope that that's encouraging because um, especially that last one, the prayers of silence, even when we don't have the words to say, God is in the midst with us. Yes. And, uh, if you're free tonight, um, uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here in Chicagoland, I want to encourage you to go to aprayingcity.com. That's aprayingcity.com. You can also follow along the hashtag aprayingcity. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to watching just sort of the city of Chicago uh, light up digitally with all the prayers of this city, um, praying for the people that are affected, praying for the people who are working in the front lines. I, I think now is the time uh, for us to rise up and to really be a people of prayer. Well, coming up next, we're going to have some friends from uh, Christians Against Poverty joining us, and they're talking about some incredible ministries that they're launching uh, right here in Chicagoland, and we're partnering right alongside them to help free people from a life sentence of debt and poverty. That's the rest of the hour here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins, along with Brian Fromm. You can find us on Facebook, The Common Good Radio Show, also 1160hope.com slash The Common Good, and wherever it is you get your podcasts. We know that people are looking for recommendations right now. So if you don't mind, uh, pass it off to a friend, maybe at least subscribe, rate, and review it. All of that stuff does really help us out a whole lot. And we are thrilled to be joined the rest of this hour with our friends at Christians Against Poverty. And here's what they're about. They're passionate about releasing people in our nation from a life sentence of debt, poverty, and its causes. And we know with everything that's happening in the world, this is at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. This is like a front lines, real-time need in the midst of this pandemic. And so we could not be more thrilled to be partnering with CAP. And if you want to join us, I want to encourage you to call 888 888- 444-9185. That's 888-444-9185 or visit cap1160.com. And we'll talk a whole lot more about that later. But we're joined for the rest of the hour 
by uh, Executive Director Simon Wills. Welcome to the show, sir. You were here yesterday. You're back again. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who you are, what you do, and the vision for CAP? Hey, yeah, it's great to be back with you guys. Brian, Ian, thank you so much for hosting us and all the work you do through this show just to yeah, reassure people living through this time and the yeah, that steady voice. So um, it's just good to join in with you and hopefully just be a source of some comfort to our listeners as well and maybe speak into their situation and at the same time then give them some opportunity to think about how they can help others during this really difficult time. And yeah, just as a reminder, I know we're kind of, uh, yeah, sharing what we do and who Christians Against Poverty are. And, and I just think of this phrase when I think of who we are. We equip churches to be a beacon of hope to people living in crisis. I mean, that, that kind of, you know, there's obviously more to what we do, but that really is it. And can you imagine at this time, church being a beacon of hope to people living in crisis? And the moment that we're in, you know, as we look around society and um, people not knowing what to do, I don't think the government really knows what to do. Um, and should we be surprised? And should we be surprised that actually God's given the church and us some answers? Hmm. Uh, and yeah, I just think that's how God works, isn't it? That um, he often is ahead of the game. He's often ahead of the um, curve and knows what's coming. And he sets things up so that we can be part of the solution and kind of put to shame the world because God's got this thing. So what we do again is we open uh, debt centers within churches. We help uh, families that are living in financial crisis, people who have been tipped into problems. And yeah, we're just going to see and believe in, uh, sadly, over the next kind of few months, more and more families here in the States uh, just tipped into that crisis where they uh, lose work. Hours occur. I mean, we saw the figures this morning, didn't we, on the unemployment figures mm-hmm. uh, and the reality of what that's going to mean for families. And, and then once you are in debt, what that means for people. Oh, my gosh, families, when they're living like that, mm. the kind of difficulties they face. So we're, we're here. Come on, we're here for such a time as this. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just want to say, I just want to finish with this. We, that's why we need the listeners to be part of this thing. I want to speak That's encouragement right. to them, but we need them to join with us. That's right. Yeah. Simon, could you speak some hope? I'm, I'm thinking of all those people out there who are scared right now. They're scared about their money. They're scared about their job. Uh, could you speak some hope and um, just some wisdom to the people who may be feeling that way? I, I can certainly have a go. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so much scripture in there and um yeah, it just makes me think of the psalm. I, I look to the hills and where does my help come from? And it comes from God, the maker of heaven and earth. And um, I just think, yeah, this is one of those moments where for so often in life we look, don't we, to the hills. And what that means is kind of our own resources, the horizon and things coming over it. And, you know, this is going to have to be a time where certainly where we are people of faith and, and uh, followers of, of Jesus we just have to really look to him and trust in him. So I, I encourage you to dig deep into that, into your personal walk with God and your faith in him. And that's easier said than done. That's kind of a, a battle we all have to face, isn't it? As we grapple with it every day and, and encourage one another. In terms of practically and financially, I think I can speak a little bit into it and um, and and it will kind of also reveal, I think, some of the issues that people are facing. And, and um, you know, my prayer is, first of all, I, I I pray that you've got some savings. I hope that you're prepared in some way and it might be a time where you have to kind of look to those and and it's okay to do that. That's what savings are for. Um, If you don't and and if you 
Um, or even if you do, our, our next recommended step, which I think is just good advice, is to do what we call an emergency budget. Uh, and we, the other thing we do at CAP is not just rescuing people from debt, but some basic money management and education. Uh, and we just have a really simple tool where we say, look through your budget and do these three things. Cut out, cut back, and cut costs. And really those three things just encapsulate cutting out is looking at things where you don't have to do them. Can you get rid of them out of your budget altogether? Cutting back is where you might want to keep doing something, but you do less of it. And cutting costs is where you're doing something, but you're doing it cheaper. So you're getting a better deal on the thing that you're doing. So if there's any wisdom, I really want to say that to your listeners, you know, have a look. It's good to sit down and look at these things. Do not Mm. put your head in the sand. You have wisdom. God has given you brains to look at this thing, cut out, cut back, cut costs. So that's some general advice. Um, if you've got bills and creditors and uh, you're worried about things, I think that the, the same advice goes there. Just reach out to people, speak to them on the phone, hmm. tell them that you are going to have trouble paying something and they are geared up for moments like this. Mm, that's so that's just some and a very generic advice, but it's amazing yeah. the wisdom of God is often simple. It's often generic but um yeah i'd love to then speak around what's going to happen to people maybe after after this but that that's just a little bit of advice uh in the meantime guys that's great and i'm wondering can you speak a little bit in the couple minutes we have left why is it so important to partner with the local church in this effort and then one more time just let our audience know how can they themselves actually get involved that's right you see, I've given you some tips there a little bit around what you guys can do. And, and as you're looking at your own finances in your own, your own situation, the brutal truth is for a lot of people out there in the community, especially the families that we help mm-hmm. through our local churches, they are low income people. They're not going to have savings. They're not going to have budgets where they can cut out, cut back and do things more cheaply. Right, right now, they are going to be turning to credit they are going to have to manage for a period of time and what we're going to see is the local church in maybe six months time maybe over the next year we're going to see family after family and they'll hit this crunch point and they're going to kind of what i call fall over they're not going to be able to meet the demands of creditors they're going to get hounded by debt collectors they're going to start struggling they're going to start missing meals relationships are going to start getting put under pressure And this is why Christians Against Poverty is here. We are empowering local churches and gearing up right now so that in six months' time, over the next 12 months, the Church of Jesus Christ in Chicagoland is going to be the answer to this crisis. Not government, they're going to do something, but actually we're going to be the first responders. We're going to be there for families when they need something because we're going to open debt centers in churches across Chicagoland. We've got one up and running. We've got three more in the works. And Mm -hmm. if we get the support over this next hour, um, working with you guys and from other sources, we are going to put families through our unique system, which no one else has. And it's completely free. This is not doing a budget. This is going into homes when we're allowed to do that and really rescuing Mm -hmm. desperate families. And that's why we are asking people for $30 a month, $60 a month, $100 a month, all match funded by Americans here because they recognize the need that is out there in society. But I'm telling you, this is not a wait moment. This is a pick up the phone moment now because mm. there are families that we need to get ready to rescue. And I want the church to be the hero. Every dollar going mm. into local church. So that number uh, is 888-444-9185, 888-444-9185, or get on a website, 
cap1160.com, cap1160.com, $30 a month, all about local church, all about rescuing families. If you can do it right now, guys, we need that income. Again, that number is 888-444-9185 or go to cap1160.com. And Simon, I agree with you entirely. I think now is the time. I don't know that I can remember a time where this particular need, this particular ministry was so needed and so necessary. So I would love to call on our common good audience to step up, pick up the phone, go to the website. If you can be a part of this, please do, because I think this is an incredible opportunity for the church to be the church, for us to come alongside people in their most dire moments. So coming up next, we're going to continue to hear from Simon Wilf, executive producer of Christians Against Poverty, and also listen to a couple of other stories. That's coming up next here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins, along with Brian Fromm. You can find us on Facebook if you want to, The Common Good Radio Show. That's where we post all of our articles. You can also send us messages and suggestions. You can go to 1160hope.com slash the common good. Plus, we are on literally every plot podcast platform, easy for me to say, <laughs> available. And uh, if you're a podcast person, I encourage you to check it out, subscribe, rate, review. And maybe this week, maybe right now, just share it with a friend. But for the rest of the hour, we are absolutely thrilled to be joined by our friends from Christians Against Poverty. And here's what they're about. They're passionate about releasing people in our nation from a life sentence of debt, poverty, and its causes. And we want to invite you, our common good audience, to be a part of this solution in this pandemic, this time of really intense need. I think the work that Christians Against Poverty are doing is absolutely critical. And because Brian and I are also pastors, we're also really passionate about the local church. And one of the things that I love about CAP is they're really intentional about coming alongside and partnering with the local church to actually meet these needs in the neighborhood. I think that approach and that methodology is so theologically spot on and so important. And Simon, I'm wondering, can you speak a little bit more to why that's so important for CAP to come alongside the local church? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, one of the phrases that we know is that, um, and we've heard often said, is the church is kind of the hope of the world, but actually it's the church mobilized that's the hope of the world. And mm. we're just so passionate about church. You know, we say that we're not a parachurch organization, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that we're a church empowering organization because mm. you've been planted in your community as a beacon of hope for such a time as this. And it's you there that want to serve the people that are around you. And we're all about how can we come alongside, equip you to meet real needs that people are facing and do something you can do on your own. And at the same time, never tie you up from being able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, because that's what local churches do. Uh, And we were born out of local church. So our founder, if you heard his story yesterday, he was reached as a broken guy, as a non-Christian by a pastor that just put love into action and helped feed his kids and share the gospel. And and it's through that that he found his salvation. Uh, And we've just carried that kind of DNA with us ever since, which is local church is the answer because it's got Jesus Christ and the gospel. And we just want to empower you guys. That's what we do. And and, uh, as we're talking and asking our listeners to help desperate families, I really want to remind you where we're putting this money, every dollar we receive is plowed straight back into local churches to help them be the answer that they desire to be. We're here to 
support pastors. We're here to support congregations that are saying, how can we help in this time of coronavirus? How can we be part of the answer? How can we give great talks to desperate families? And how can we help desperate people? So that's mm-hmm. what your dollars are doing. And you're helping support churches gear up to be part of that solution and um i as we maybe mentioned earlier if you were listening when nicola was on the air we uh, introduced our chair of the board kevin palau who is um uh, yeah the son of luis palau and uh, an evangelist and passionate about again local churches being part of the solution and sharing the gospel and i just love to play uh, this clip here uh, where he talks about how cap can really support pastors and churches and why they should get involved so, so for me, when I think of the local church, you know, at the, at the Palau Association, my entire life, I went to Wheaton College, by the way, so I love me the too. Chicagoland area. I'm a Wheaton <laughs> College class of 85, so that tells you I'm not a young kid anymore. <laughs> but the day after I graduated Wheaton, I started working at the Palau Association, and um, I wasn't even planning on working there for more than a year. I'd just gotten mm-hmm. married. But but what I loved about about the work of the Palau Association was the commitment to the local church. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'd grown up in it, when I we, we would do these festivals and I would see, wow, look at the power of hundreds of churches physically being together for the gospel. Then you couple it with loving and serving the community. So that's what I see in CAP as well as a commitment to the local church. Yeah. It's not saying how can we use the local church to get something right. or even how can we do something big that gets churches united. It's more about one church by one church by one church recognizing that any church worth its salt wants to make an impact in the community. Right. Churches want to be missional. Churches want to say, we exist for those outside the walls of our church. Churches want to grow. Churches want to see new people coming to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Virtually every church is struggling in, in the day and age we live in with not simply shuffling the sheep you know, between yep. churches, but saying, we want to see new people encounter Jesus Christ. How yeah. do you do that? You don't do that by saying, we're going to get a better worship band. We're going to get huh. better teaching. Right. I mean, those days of past decades, I think, are gone. And I think most pastors know that. The attractional model, and trust me, I'm not saying we don't want to be attractive. Mm-hmm. Right. We want to be attractive. We want people to come and experience something amazing. So I'm not, I'm not downplaying, have the best worship you can, have sure. the best teaching you can. Praise the Lord. But to think that people are eager for church and they're going to just you know, look for the best church, those days, I think, are mostly gone. And so in order to engage, we've got to get the church on mission out in the community, and uh, that's got to involve finding out what people's actual needs are and having them see the church, and I mean the local church, that church that's on their corner, Mm -hmm. that church that's in their neighborhood, they have to see that church as a place where their practical needs can be met. We know as followers of Jesus that the ultimate need that they have is the peace, the love, the joy that comes from saying, I can know God personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All these other issues that really do feel tangible, actually more important than any of them is is knowing Jesus Christ. But for mm-hmm. many people, that's not the starting point. The starting point right. is, I'm in crisis. My marriage is in trouble. I'm in debt. I'm about to lose my house. So when a local church can be seen as a place where people with those kinds of needs can come and it's not and, and get help. And it's not because the church was given a million dollar gift right. and they're giving out thousand dollar gifts. And, <laughs> and, and that, that, you know, maybe there's a church like that. I've never heard of that. <laughs> Most churches, it's like, I, I don't have tons of wealthy people. I don't have millions of dollars in a foundation. Right. What can we practically do when Christians Against Poverty has developed over decades in the UK, a process that a local church, big or small, 
can actually be a debt relief center Hmm. and can actually have one part-time person on their staff that goes out every day and meets people in their homes and has been equipped to help that person get out of debt. Hmm. I mean, that's a powerful tool. I think I, I, I envision church in the Chicagoland area having a steady stream of new people, new families in the doors of their church that are saying, this church has changed my life. Yeah. I don't know a church in America that wouldn't say, yes, please. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd like our church to actually say, look, Fred over there, Martha over there. Hmm. Those are kind of old names. I'm <laughs> dating myself. I don't know. What are, the, what, are the, what are the new names? Like that person has come to know Jesus Christ. They are here. They were baptized. Their, their kids are in our Sunday school because when they were in crisis, our church that's you know Baptist or Reformed or non-denominational, whatever the denomination is, we met their needs. We got them out of debt. They have encountered Jesus Christ. I mean, it's a powerful opportunity for a church. Yeah. And, and Christians Against Poverty is simply a servant organization. Yeah. They're, they're not trying to get anything from your church. They're coming in and making something possible that you could never develop on your own. Uh, it's amazing. I would say that you know you may you may be in a situation where your church may not be in a position to immediately jump into this. But I would say that you know you may be in a position of leadership or even a minor influence. You could talk to pastors or elders mm-hmm. or deacons or leaders or whoever in your church, you, the associate pastor in charge of community service, and say, you know, I heard about this amazing organization called Christians Against Poverty. Could we consider that? You know, we have people in our own body and we have people in our neighborhood that that are struggling with debt. Could we consider that? So certainly Hmm. you could be the advocate that says, that kind of just raises the flag and says, Mm -hmm. you know, there's an organization we should check out. But I would also say that you can be a direct contributor, and for the the price of like a latte that you might have Mm -hmm. once or twice a week, for $30 a month, you could help one person totally get out of debt. Wow. So, I mean, that's something that listeners could actually consider. It's like, you know what? Imagine that for $30 a month, I could make a contribution to this new organization that's starting in the Chicagoland area, and I could know that my $30 a month is getting a family. It could be in the south side of Chicago. It could be in West Chicago. Who knows where it is? Mm-hmm. But a, a, family that's been, a family that's been struggling in debt for years could get out of debt because you made this, this simple decision of contributing $30 mm-hmm. a month to Christians Against Poverty. So... I hope you are inspired just by hearing Kevin there. And um, yeah, just to hear his passion for churches and how Christians Against Poverty can be used by churches at this time to be equipped and to be relevant and to be real to desperate people uh, and to be uh, the answer and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's an amazing thing, you know, when we came over here, I'm sure you'll agree, guys, you know, we, we were looking around for friends uh, Kevin often does trips to the UK and had found out about us uh, and just said, guys, I want to be involved. I want to help champion this thing. And he is an influential guy, very busy doing his own work, uh, but has just thrown his weight and the weight of the Palau Association behind this thing to give Americans confidence that this thing long established in the UK, 57 years of combined experience around the world, is a really reputable tool that makes a difference to mm. local churches. And again, I want to encourage our followers to, uh, to call. You can call 888-444-9185. That's 888-444-9185. Or you can visit cap1160.com. That's cap1160.com. Plus, if you're a business owner or you purchase marketing for your business, 
You can support Christians Against Poverty as a business benefactor. So for your donation of $1,000, you'll receive 25 one-minute advertisements on AM 1160. So to receive this special business benefactor option, just call RGM Jeff Reisman at 847-472-8921. Coming up next, Simon is going to remain with us for one more segment. We're going to hear some more stories about the impact that Christians Against Poverty is making right here in the world. You're not going to want to miss it. That's coming up next here on The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Ian Simpkins along with Brian Fromm and we've been joined all hour by Christians Against Poverty. If you want to get involved, I can't encourage you enough to do so. You can call 888-444-9185 or visit cap1160.com. They're passionate about releasing people from a life sentence of debt, poverty, and its causes. But not only that, they partner alongside local churches, which Brian and I, of course, deeply care about. I think that's the right way to go. So I wanted us to actually hear the perspective of someone who's not only a part of Christians Against Poverty, but is also a pastor right here in Chicagoland. And I think his perspective is actually really, really fascinating. So here is Dave Short and his story. Dave Short, and I'm currently a pastor at Second Place Church in the Crete Monee, southern suburbs. And I oversee formation and outreach and everything that we do in the community uh, to impact uh, the village that we live in. So anyhow, and then a previous to that, I was on staff for Alpha USA. I was mm-hmm. overseeing the uh, campus and youth element of that. And uh, yeah, it was exciting to see people come to faith. And then I just really felt like the Lord was really calling me to spend more time locally and invest in uh, the church that we help plant, uh, second place. And I think it was there that God really began to really touch my heart for those that were marginalized, those that were hurting, especially in the area that, that our church is in. So, yeah. And so how did you find out about CAP? And, and I'm curious, along with that, what do you love about it? Well, uh, the how I found out about Cap originally was I, I was really looking for something that would be more than just what we were doing as far as supplying food. And we were doing all that we could help, but I could really see that there was some significant deeper issues in the area of their home life and their financial responsibilities, debt. Many of them were overwhelmed with debt. We just weren't tapping into that, yeah. that need effectively. And so, you know, I just began to kind of search, and I had a friend at Olivet University that knew that we were very highly involved that way in the community, Hmm. and so he called me up and he said, you know, I have something that's come across my desk, desk, Christians Against Poverty, that I feel like you ought to to look into. And then I saw that they, they, they were highly engaged in, obviously, impacting the community through debt management, but also... They were very evangelistic. They, there was a strong emphasis on social justice, which was uh, really becoming a passion of mine, but yet then uh, marrying that to evangelism. And so it intrigued me because I couldn't find anything else that was similar to this uh, as much as I had looked. And so then I called up and, uh, yeah, we felt like this was something we needed to be involved in. So that was my initial connection yeah. with CAP. And what do you love about working with CAP? Well, I think what I, I love is is interacting with churches. I mean, I, I'm a pastor. I've served in that role for several years now. And uh, obviously with Alpha, 
I was engaged with local churches. We supplied tools for local churches, but it wasn't until I was really on the ground level. Um, I, I mean, I was passionate about evangelism, obviously, but now it was this, this holistic approach. Um, and so what I love is being able to introduce this to local pastors, to be mm-hmm. able to sit down with them, um, see what they're going through, what they're being challenged with, uh, which are similar. We're, we're on similar uh, planes, but... I just feel like we have a, a strategy. We have hmm. um, some programs and a model through CAP that can really be beneficial to those that are trying to impact. I think what's great about CAP is that we're trying to take the church outside the four walls hmm. into their community. And when I sit down with a pastor, I feel like I have something that can encourage that. And so, anyhow, that's exciting. I think America is in desperate need. I think our families are in desperate need, and we need a a solution. And I think that CAP has set an incredible precedent in the U.K., Canada, Australia, New Zealand. And now we have the honor of being able to bring it to the United States so that we can assist, uh, yeah, the families that are so desperately in need here in the U.S., and, you know, just $30 a month will put a desperate family through Christians Against Poverty, the CAP debt help system. And $60 per month will help two families. And uh, I think, you know, just as a pastor in the United States, and I've, I, I see the need, I just really want to encourage those that are listening to be a part of this startup. This is a pioneer effort. But yet it has an incredible historical st- track record. And uh, let's get on board and see this thing not only spread in Chicagoland, but spread throughout the United States. Why wow, wasn't that um, fantastic just to yeah. hear from a local guy who has heard about Christians Against Poverty, mm-hmm. embedded it in his church and then said, actually, I'm really passionate about other churches across Chicagoland hearing about this because he sees the desperate need in communities and he recognizes as a native of Chicago, that this actually will be a massive difference maker. So really, that's kind of the end of my time with you guys. And I just want to just say one last emphatic plea to the listeners that, you know, there's lots of people out there right now that maybe are struggling, but there are a lot of listeners as well sat there saying, how can I make a difference Mm. during this crisis as I see families tipped into financial debt, into crisis, and they've got need. And I want the church to be at the heart of that solution. And Christians Against Poverty will not be able to do it without you. Mm. We need you to join. There have been people joining over the last couple of weeks through this radio push and this partnership, this amazing endorsement we've got from AM 1160. And you can join him and be part of it. And we can't do it without you. So we've got match funding. Everything you give will be double. The impact will be massive. And we can put for... a month, a family through our system, all through a local church. $60 is two families helped by that local church worker. And $100 a month is joining us and saying, I want to be a vision sponsor, helping us open these debt centers to be part of this solution to the crisis, putting government to shame, saying Jesus Christ and the church of of God has got the answer that we Mm -hmm. need. And only you can help us make that happen. Get on the phone. It's 888-444-9185. That's 888-444-9185. Or get on the website, cap1160.com, cap1160.com. No one else is going to do it. It's you. If you're feeling that, 
sense of God right now, mm-hmm. it is worth the risk because people are so, so valuable and they need the church to be there through Christians Against Poverty. Thank you guys for hosting us. And yeah, we're praying for that amazing response from Absolutely. And we, we are too, Simon. Thank you so much for your Thank work you. and your team and all that you guys currently do and are going to do, I'm sure of it, in the weeks and months to come. We are so grateful for your partnership. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you, guys. It's our pleasure. And you've been listening to The Common Good right here on AM 1160. Hope for your life. 